0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. Where opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Let's Talk About That City at the Bottom of the Hill this Thursday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective.
1: Yeah, of course, normally you talk about that shining city on the hill. And, you know, I think that we'll be talking about Airway Heights later. But, you know, not that, you know, I love the city of Spokane. But we are kind of at the bottom of the hill. We're in the basement, if you will. (laughs) but we're in the basement of city hall as well. And there's some issues going on there. And I think the, the, the chairs at the bottom of, the city at the bottom of the hill in the basement of city hall are going to be changing because of the way that we've allowed our government to kind of just do what it wants with us instead of what the voters really should be having done in, in what we used to call representative government. We don't really have that. And we talked about, you know, the gerrymandering of the state we've talked about the, this week about the destruction of the election process you know, as far as elections are concerned. The election season instead of election day and all of the bad things that come with that. But we've got that right at our own city hall. And while everyone was paying attention to who was going to control Congress, our city government decided to change who was going to control city hall.
0: Yeah, you betcha. As a matter of fact, we heard from the mayor. We also heard from council Member Jonathan Bingle with regard to Proposition 1. It was definitely on our ballots for the general election. I can tell you right now that... That according to the media, this race is too close to call at the moment. But here as of Sunday well, as night. As of Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, as of Sunday night, your numbers are as follows. The no votes on Proposition One in the city of Spokane are fifty-one point thirty three percent versus forty eight point sixty seven percent yes votes. And this particular proposal, if you will. Would but now, have, with the,
1: hold on, with the yeah. mail-in ballot system, you know that the the people that are organizing to have an elected city, city, attorney. city attorney, those folks are out rehabbing ballots. So this race might be too close to call, even as of Sunday, even yeah. as of now, possibly, because they're out rehabbing ballots. And guess what? The people that don't want to have an elected city attorney are busy going to work paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Big, time. Big time. They, Big they, don't, time, they don't get to take days off of their government job or whatever job to go and rehab ballots to push their political agenda. On the citizens now, as you said, Proposition One, City Attorney. This is something that the voters are saying no to, and a lot of people were misled on this issue, saying, "Oh, then you'd be represented better by you know a legal department that would represent you."
0: Sure, but who is that new city attorney going to report to? Right. If the voters approve this particular action, they'll be reporting to the council president and the rest of the council folks.
1: Well, and they'd also be reporting to the uh, the people supposedly, except they've changed. The city council district. So I know we've got to do some inspiration, but I think it's important to note that our government is changing here in the city of Spokane. Of course, the, the voters now are saying no to that as far as we know, as of this moment to mm-hmm. the, you know, politicizing the legal department of our city, which is good. I'm glad that the voters didn't fall for it, but they might push it through anyway, some way or another, like they did with the county commission seats and many of the other things, kind of like the redistricting map that we have to talk about. But we, let's inspire some people before we tell them the truth. You bet. <laughs> they can both. The inspiration can be the truth, but. Yeah, the other truth hurts more.
0: (laughs) In the poem, Rest, the poet gently challenges our tendency to separate leisure time from work, asking, is it not true leisure, one with true toil? If you want to experience true leisure instead of trying to avoid life's duties, the author urges, still do thy best. Use it, not waste it. The poet concludes that true rest and joy are both found through love and service an idea that brings to mind Paul's encouragement to the Thessalonians. After subscribing his calling to encourage believers to live lives worthy of God, the apostle gives more specifics. And the picture he paints of such a life is one of quiet integrity, love, and service. Paul prays that God would make their love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. And he urges believers in Jesus to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and work with your hands. It's that kind of life, quietly loving and serving in whatever way God has enabled us, that reveals to others the beauty of a life of faith. Or, as the writer puts it, true joy is loving and serving, the highest and best, tis onward unswerving, and that is true rest. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Thank you that we don't need to avoid the duties and rhythms of daily life to experience your beauty. Help us to know the joy of a quiet life lived with you. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. And, you know, looking at the shining city on the hill right now, as you already indicated, we're talking about airway heights, lots of development going on right now. I mean, that has got to be the hottest city in Spokane County as far as growth and whatnot is mean, concerned.
1: Uh, Eastern Washington.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Eastern it's, Washington. It's,
1: it's a huge amount of investment going on. And, and even though Washington state isn't very business friendly, when you look at workforce, they're saying the experts and people that have traveled the country and set up different developments, whether it's commercial or or residential, are saying that the workforce and consumer base in Spokane is one of the better ones that they've uh, operated in. And, you know, listening to different interviews of investors, I kind of find that interesting. And uh, it's good to know that Spokane kind of has that reputation, except they're not locating in the city of Spokane. They're locating in the city of Airway Heights. So they're also attracting a lot of the labor, a lot of the labor that, you know, following this industry development is not necessarily Spokane residents they're being you know brought in from uh, you know places from all around the country and the world to work here and they're just building the uh, developments and the housing for them to have a place to live not too far away from where they work
0: yeah you betcha there was also on the ballot here in Spokane County a transportation benefit for airway heights proposition number one and I can tell you that as of Sunday night we're talking about that proposition being approved by the voters by a factor of 55.77 percent versus 44.23 percent
1: and there's a lot that goes into that too when you are talking about these large international national corporations that are investing in you know the truck plaza out there the retail that's planned out on the west plains we're talking about facilities that are 1200 square feet 8000 square feet You know, adding 20,000 square feet of office space, 204,000 square feet of distribution systems for the King Beverage Distribution Company, which has been a local company for a long time. They're expanding. These industries want to see that the infrastructure meets the needs so that their industry can effectively operate when they're talking about the logistics corporately, but also the logistics for personnel to be employed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the Airway Heights is really, you know, rocking it when it comes to that. But when you're looking at the city of Spokane, the development's not coming into the city of Spokane because for one, we have crime problems. We have lots of uh, main arterials that are being road dieted. Right. Even though we've invested massive amounts of money into our uh, Spokane Taxing Authority, I mean, Transit Authority, <laughs> you know, we have other problems going on in our city government. And one of those problems has to do with the city council redistricting map. Oh, yeah, uh, That we made mention of the other day. And, and basically what it looks like to me, when I look at the map, and it used to be broken up pretty much by I-90 or, or the river, And you had District 1, Northeast Spokane, District 3, Northwest Spokane, District 2, you know, south of I-90 in the river, more or less. Yes, And it made sense. There's some demographics that are involved there. I would say some culture involved there as well. Right. Spokane, for many, many decades, as long as I can remember, has had, you know, the west side, east side, South Hill mentality. And, you know, whether it was back when you were in high school or as a consumer, as a worker, there were those obvious distinctions between the demographics of those areas. Now we're starting to see that broken up a little bit. And it's really strange to see how they broke up the new district map to benefit left leaning candidates. And of course the press is all talking about a piece of it that talks about the district we live in, Mike, and District One. But most of it is centered around District Three. And that's because Councilman Zapone had to do with helping draw this map that would benefit District Three for his reelection when it comes to adding liberal voters to District 3, but they took liberal voters actually away from District 2 to put them in 3, but they also took liberal voters from District 2 and put them into District 1. So the current council members, the only two council members that voted no against these redistricting maps, they're probably going to see a really difficult time in becoming reelected. Right. I would say Councilman Cathcart and Bingle are either going to have to raise a ton of money or be extremely active in the community, especially the new area in Riverside and downtown that was added to District 1, if they hope to retain those seats in the next two election cycles.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you something, man. You know, Riverside Neighborhood Council, the downtown district, that's a tough one. It is is a tough, tough one. I mean, even though you might be a Republican, you might be conservative leaning. You're all about the public safety. You're all about, you know, having businesses there that can continue to employ people that can continue to sell their goods and services downtown. You would think that those people would be voting
1: red. Yeah, but the business owners that own businesses downtown live in the sixth district. Yeah. Or the seventh district. <laughs> they might live in the north end of the first district. That's yeah, possible. Could, yeah. But obviously there's also the South Hill residential right. areas. And, and what else you got downtown?
0: You've got, you've, got, you've got the homeless service providers, mental health service apartments, providers, lots of service providers, low income apartments. apartments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that place is just ripe for blueberry picking.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, right, right. So yeah, definitely a uh, bluer districts. So, you know, there's definitely going to be a, a struggle for those district 1 candidates to retain their seat and and what that means is that the the city council, and I don't see that they really worded it that way in any of the reporting, but basically with uh, district 1 having a tougher time in retaining those seats, what they did was make sure that the city council could have a super majority not just you know the super majority that they had while you were on the council mike but a super duper majority right well, Where are
0: solid seven votes man
1: solid seven votes and of course they wanted the city attorney thing changed with proposition one because then it doesn't matter who you elect as mayor they have no ability to do anything even though it's a strong mayor system because the council will just you know override any veto and do whatever they want so that was so it's really unfortunate that the City council did not listen to the public when they said we want a map that reflects the districts that we currently have and not a map that benefits the left because you don't have Have good governance if it's all about your political party and your agendas. Because do they care about public safety? It doesn't seem like they have in recent years. Yeah, that's right. But that seems to be the number one issue for city voters.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, again, the election results, they just don't make any sense in a lot of regards, you know, especially when it comes to the public safety candidates, when it comes to, you know, the other kinds of candidates. It's just mind-blowing, man.
1: Well, you vote against taxes in, in uh, the same election year that people elect the people that raise your taxes. It's kind of tough to figure out, but we'll think a little bit more on it during the break, and we're going to be right back with more coverage and more issues surrounding the city at the bottom of the hill. We'll be right back. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and China. Bet you didn't know that.
0: The Spokane County Cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive-thru has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers, and in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Let's Talk About That City at the Bottom of the Hill this Thursday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now,
1: there is one thing that the city at the bottom of the hill has provided, Mike. What's that? an eager workforce people that are tired of living in poverty and you know district 1 and district 3 had residences generationally that lived here that they had good paying jobs at places yeah. of the like of the Mead Kaiser plant sure and if we went well over a decade maybe two decades maybe more, where we lost industry here in the Spokane area. And now we're seeing this, uh, even though the economy and gas prices and there's lots of crazy stuff going on, major players expanding what they're doing, providing jobs to people at the bottom of the hill, at the top of the hill in Airway Heights.
0: Yeah, yeah, you betcha. They sure are. And, you know, even despite what you might be hearing about the likes of, you know, let's say Amazon right now, who might be shuttering warehouses that might be shuttering mega- distribution plants and well, I stuff think was like the, this
1: the last i heard there was like 23 distribution centers that they were uh, put halting. on hold yeah they were halting development on that they were not going to continue because of what they see in the retail world and the economy but they still have the local ones here
0: oh yeah you bet we've got what one and a half almost two facilities out in airway heights we got one over in spokane valley i mean right. i think that you know with the investment that amazon has made here in the spokane quarter area they're going to be here for a bit
1: Well, I think so. And and for instance, you've got a whole lot of other, you know, industry around them. You know, when you're talking about their supply chain for Amazon, your independent truck drivers that, that contract with them, other delivery services that deliver their bigger packages. So there's other businesses and companies and, you know, jobs that pay better than welfare. Oh yeah. Uh, Well, pay better than some welfare. I mean, if you're on the homeless thing or you're good at, you know, getting every single benefit that (laughs) there is possible, you know, you probably can't find a job that pays better than that if you're just part of the working class. But, you know, a lot of these jobs are are making it to where people can be self-sufficient to some extent. And you know, I think that You the mean best- part of the lazy class, <laughs> not the right. working class. Well, I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, if you're on but full But there again, fledged-
0: I mean, if you're out there and you're trying to score on all of the various, you know, freebies that are out there, I mean, I guess that would be considered a job too.
1: Well, it, it, it you know, being on, <laughs> being on full-fledged welfare, when you talk about, you know, you want the automotive allowance, you want, you know, your car repair, your your household pay for, you know, that the, the home repair, your utility billing, you know, all the different things that-, sure. that uh, free
0: phone, free internet, free, free yeah.
1: internet. You know the stuff that you, free healthcare. Free, yeah. I mean, there's free dental. Well, you're, you're talking about a seventy, eighty thousand dollar job if you take advantage. If you have a couple of, of children and uh, one or two adults in the household, and you take advantage of every government and uh, nonprofit service that would provide you with things that have monetary value it's sure it's a 70 or 80 thousand dollar a year job to be fully and i understand um, that medicare has now added
0: and i i believe that they have just added but they've just been recently advertising the heck out of it that you can get a food subsidy from medicare on a monthly basis now
1: I really? I, oh, didn't, yeah. know I didn't know about that. You bet. Matter of
0: fact, I want to say the headlines that I ended up seeing in the advertisements, it could be anywhere from 700 to $900 a month, more, right. well, in a food subsidy for I, Medicare.
1: I, I, it's amazing how much government there, that there is involved in our lives, whether you're getting from them or whether they're taking from you. Right. So, but obviously, you know, all these employers coming to the city of Spokane, we're talking about, you know, everything from aerospace to breweries to... You know, other distribution type facilities, not just Amazon, but also their subcontractors and people that have to do with, you know, transporting aerospace goods. Cause we're not making the whole airplane here, obviously. Right, right. You know, but there are those jobs that are available that I think are going to be paying people better than some of the other jobs and, and some of the welfare programs pay. And so that's good. So we do have a city that's shining on the hill right now in Airway Heights. And You know, so there is something good to look forward to there. Now, is the city of Airway Heights going to, I know that they said that they want to spend more on infrastructure. What are they going to do when it comes to crime? Because I think the crime is going to creep up that hill towards Airway Heights. And I know that the sheriff's department doesn't have the, you know, the resources to ramp up their public safety efforts to the extent that there is growth in airway Heights. So that's going to be something we're going to have to watch.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, man. And another thing that I'd like to basically keep an eye on just my own personal thing, if you will, is I'd like to see how eventually that city is going to lay itself out. You know, I mean, at this particular point, the city planners, state planners, and everybody that's involved in the approval and appeal process, all the way down to the permit issuer, uh, is going to be playing a big-time part in how that city ends up developing. Right. eventually laying itself out and well there's some old be farmland really out to there keep an eye on
1: it there, there's some old farmland out there where some uh, farmers could really make a lot of money on the real estate they have because you know you've got the likes of an aerospace corporation that their backyard and the their uh, you know windows that their board members look out are uh, hay fields
0: yeah there you go
1: so you know there's room for for development there now of course they've got problems with water contamination and aquifer and lots of things but those aren't things that that these uh, high tech very complicated corporations can't figure out how to you know have water that's clean and available for their employees for their industry and still you know operate you know setting up their own facilities right. out there cuz i know that airway heights is kind of working off of the uh, neighboring aquifer where the city of Spokane is benefiting because we're pumping water out there. Yeah. But we also, I think, are taking water in that's not clean. Yeah. That's, from, yeah. from there. So I think their, their city bet. government's going to have to figure out how they're going to do that.
0: Matter of fact, from Green Science Policy Institute, and I can't believe that I actually... Said that, and that this story came from the Green Science Policy Institute. Here's your headline Scientists say that PFAS contamination should be presumed at over 57,000 U.S. sites. And wow. PFAS is that firefighter foam. Chemical, the and taste. it is starting yeah. to show up in all the drinking water across the United States. It's getting pretty darn scary. Yeah,
1: that's not good. And
0: that is definitely one of the problems that the Airway Heights Aquifer had. They're now using the Rathrum Prairie Aquifer, right? Courtesy of the City of Spokane through intertie agreements and, and stuff like that. But, but I, I don't know how wow. long
1: that's going to last with the growth. Because I know, oh, that, yeah, I know. I mean, when you're talking, I know about that the, the
0: council wanted to, to put limitations, real strict limitations. On how much water the city of Airway Heights could pump out at at a single time.
1: At a single time. Well, and there's that whole idea of what's downstream. Okay, so the Spokane River flows which direction? And where's the growth from? Okay, hmm, Spokane River, they talk about in stream flow. Okay, Uh when they're talking about water usage, they talk about in stream flow. You think about the wells that are using water. Upstream from the city of Spokane. I'm only going slow because we got to think about this. Look at the map. Think about the map in But your let's head. not forget, though, let's
0: not forget, we do have this one water improvement facility called the Waste Water Plant that's right there on the Spokane River that right. takes in all of the sludge and the sewage and the dark water, brown water, gray water, whatever you want to call it water, yeah. and they treat it such that it is cleaner at discharge time into the river than the actual river water is
1: right but the in-stream water flow rule is going to be effective and they're going to be looking at it throughout the city of Spokane and as it comes into the city of Spokane you're talking about a facility that is discharging all of the storm water and sewage and everything else on the other end of town but Prior to the city of Spokane, when you're talking about you know groundwater and surface water, you have major emerging markets. Another market we talked about the city on the that's at the you know it's kind of in the plains still. It's not right, right. not at the top of the hill because it's in the same valley of of uh, the city of Spokane, and that's the city of Spokane Valley. But then you also have something that's a little bit closer to the name of the Rathrum Prairie and the likes of Rathrum and their neighbors Hayden and their neighbors Post Falls that are exploding and their water usage is going to go up too. So I think the, you know, Department of Ecology in Washington state water usage thing is really going to have a lot to do with growth and what we see going on in areas around the city of Spokane. Now, of course, we know that all the sewage is going to go to the bottom of the hill. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> that's yeah. where
0: we're located. <laughs> yeah, that's, and
1: Unfortunately. That's, politically, that's what's been going on too. So it, it's going to be something to watch to see if these emerging markets, you know, east of us, upriver from yeah. us. And then, of course, the other one that's taking water out of our ability to pump from our wells in the city of Spokane, what they're going to do as, you know, investors looking at the bottom of the hill where the sewage flows, are they going to do something countywide? Is this going to be a big effort? Maybe multi-county, they're talking about tri-county efforts now, right? Right. right. So we're looking at maybe partnering cross state lines. Let's look at how we deal with you know, crime that's going across state borders, talking about, you know, dealing with the criminal element that's doing the drug trafficking through the area using I-90, which is part of the reason why these markets are emerging. So it'll be an interesting conversation moving forward. I think that we, we interviewed lots of candidates. I think now we got to start interviewing elected officials. Uh, now they're in office. What are these subcommittees? What are these groups coming up with right. to start handling and tackling the issues that they ran on? yeah
0: exactly it'll be very very interesting to uh, circle back uh, to these individuals and right. and see exactly where they're at in uh, their aspirations you know and especially the aspirations that they voiced during the campaign interviews that we ended up doing speaking of which ladies and gentlemen you know once again folks Mike Tim, the right Spokane perspective. We are a listener-supported show, and we wholly rely on the listeners here for our monthly bill defraying exercise. Everybody's got to go through it. We are no different. We definitely have to pay the airtime and the production of the podcast, etc., which, mind you, are starting to go up once again. I mean, for one reason or another, the guys in Mexico, Spain, Israel, <laughs> Indonesia—they're starting to pick up on the right. Spokane perspective and yeah uh,
1: it is a worldwide <laughs> podcast and, and of course we're uh you know on a 6 a.m dial yeah. at 96.5 fm at uh, nine in the morning nine at night so that radio airtime has a cost and so yeah send those checks next time you're down paying bills or if it looks like you got that turkey for free because there is some places if you spend enough money you get that turkey for free, free. anyway <laughs> so uh yeah definitely make that check payable to fagan llc send that off to p.o box 7620-99207 to keep rice book and perspective on the air you
0: bet that would be greatly appreciated for sure and you know speaking of turkey i know that there's a lot of folks out there that basically are in fear uh because of inflation and the recession etc and, oh, and, and the avian flu <laughs> and Avian flu, too, no doubt. How much more are we going to end up having to pay for Thanksgiving dinner this year? Well, you know, I can tell you something, folks, just between you and me, uh, my family is actually contemplating very possibly going to a restaurant where they are going to have all of the painstaking labor to go ahead and provide the food and prepare the not, food on, and serve not, the food. It's
1: not painstaking labor. And the like...
0: family will not have to get right. in there and wash the dishes and clean up the kitchen there. Well, But it's
1: not like, you know, painstaking is when mom and grandma, they spent, you know, or uncle, if you got a uncle that's a good cook, whatever. But, you know, they didn't spend a day or two in the kitchen, you know, sweating to death and preparing all this stuff. And then, of course, you got two weeks of leftovers and you're like, what are we going to do with that dried up old turkey bone in there? (laughs) But, you know, when you talk about inflation, you look at the cost of of the turkeys, or you look at the cost of eggs, you look at the other costs of food, they've raised at a higher percentage than the cost of eating out. So, yeah. you know, you weigh, 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 all those things.
0: You bet. And for those that would like to stay home and, uh, you know, actually engage in all of the purchasing, engage in the preparation, the cooking, etc., here is how to cook a turkey in 15 steps. Number one, buy a turkey. Number two, have a glass of wine. Number three, stuff the turkey. Number four, have another glass of wine. Number five, put the turkey in the oven. Number six, relax and have a glass of wine. Number seven, turk the basty. Number eight, wine of glass another get. <laughs> Step number nine, hunt for the meat thermometer. Step ten, glass yourself another pour of wine. <laughs> Step eleven, bake the wine for four hours. Step twelve, take the oven out of the turkey. Step thirteen, tet the sable. <laughs> Step 14, grab another waddle of wine. <laughs> Step 15, Turk the Carvey. Hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and
1: that is why some families should probably just find a good restaurant this Thanksgiving.
0: You bet. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.